Y'all know why we're here this week, listening to this pod. It's Christmas in March, the NCAA basketball tournament. I'm Alan Caps. That's Mikey Watson. We're breaking down 67 games over the next month. It's sixth year seniors. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I've been tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to round this week. That's why I got a college skip. That's why I was an All-American in Michigan. I could give a shit about North Carolina right now. Mikey, how you doing? I'm alive. Maybe a little hungover, but I'm alive. There's a bracket to talk about. My team's not in it, but 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 we we'll have some vested interests, and it'll be good. It always is. It's true. It's, it's, now, it's is that as far as we're going to go? My team's not in it. My team's not in it. Yeah. Simple as that. They didn't deserve to be in. Okay. And that's what I was wondering. First off, did anybody get screwed? Because I don't think so. Frankly, the last three or four teams that got in are very thankful they got in rather than anybody in the NIT thinking they got screwed. I know Clemson's mad because like, oh, well, we beat State three times. Why is NC State in the field and, and, and we're not? We, we we beat them by about a million points in the ACC tournament. And yeah, I mean, if if, if there's anybody mad, I, I you know Clemson's got to got to that. But don't lose to Louisville. We said we said that for months on this show. If you lose to Louisville, you do not deserve to be in the tournament. Yeah, Clemson exactly. lost to Louisville. <laughs> End of story. Louisville and Cal. No, no, I'm I, I'm I'm happy with with how it fell. Now, are you disappointed that North Carolina is not in the NIT? They declined the bid, right? Obviously, I have mixed feelings on it. It could have gone either way. Personally, I would have liked to see them play. And you know what? If some guys want to opt out, like the bowl season, okay, we'll we'll go play some ball. And but they didn't, and whatever. Let's just let's just fix the problems here, because because there's some problems, and we'll see if they figure it out. Well, okay, so that's gonna be the last question I'll ask. Of course, the big story about it is this is the first number one preseason team to not make the NCAA tournament. How much of that is because of North Carolina's shortcomings, and how much of that is the shortcomings of the voters back in November? I remember from the very start you said North Carolina doesn't deserve to be number one. Oh, absolutely. It's a little bit of both. But the, the voters the voters saw a North Carolina brand name team that returned four starters from a team that went to the Final Four and was a player or two away from winning the national championship last year. By default, everybody's going to say, oh my God, you know, brand name school was this close to the title and they're bringing all these guys back. Yeah, we're giving them the votes without really digging into it. I mean, they didn't even scratch the surface on, on all the, the particulars on that. The margins for this Carolina team were always razor thin. And last year it broke right in March four or five different times. 
And then this year, all season long, they broke back. They're, they, you go through the you go through their schedule. They got lucky to beat Syracuse on the road. They got lucky to beat Notre Dame on the road. And every other close game broke the wrong way for them. Whether it was at home, on the road, neutral site. Every other close game. There was no, like the 50-50 luck, you know, karma comes around, all that kind of stuff. That's what happened. They got the luck last year and luck evened out this year. Simple as that. Do, do, do Carolina fans uh, accept last year's result? Uh, you know, you know, monkey's paw sorts of thing and, and, and say, Hey, you know, if you could beat coach K in his last ever home game and you could beat coach K again in the final four and retire his ass, but you lose the national championship and you're going to miss the tournament next year. I promise you, I guarantee you every single person that was in the Superdome last year cheering for Carolina would have taken that. No questions asked on the spot. I was bargaining with God like Bobby the Brain Heenan (laughs) at the 1992 Royal Rumble in the Superdome that night. I promise you, nobody is upset on how that deal turned out. But let's fix stuff now. You gotta be fair to Flair. You gotta be fair to Flair. All right, before we get to the tournament selection, one other piece of promotion. We do have a bracket contest out. Uh, you can find a link out on the 60 Year Seniors Facebook page or 60 Year Seniors Twitter page. All you got to do is click a link, fill out a bracket, and try to beat the seniors. Or if you've already if you've already jumped onto another tournament challenge, all you got to do is click the link and then say, "Hey, I want to use this bracket to do it." You don't even have to click all the teams again. You just click it and go. It's great. Yes, ESPN's bracket contest is wonderful. ESPN may do a lot of other bizarre-ass things that we complain about, but their bracket challenge is pretty damn good. It's pretty good. Let's talk about that bracket. Before we get into specifics, remember back in February, early February, when we picked our Sweet 16? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, no, you actually did pretty damn well. Except, uh, for, that, except you, for that one little hitch. <laughs> yeah, except for one little hitch. North Carolina at number four. You had 12 of the top 16 in. Not bad. And in fact, your entire West bracket was correct, except you put them in the Midwest. <laughs> I, That's I don't pretty think good. I've never seen that before. You had Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, UConn as your one through four in the Midwest. That's not bad. That's it. Like I said, when it comes to the actual actual bracketing principles and the bracketing logic, I'm a goddamn expert. I am I am the top zero 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 one percent in how to put a damn bracket together. Selecting the teams, who the hell knows? But you give me the teams, I'll make you a damn bracket. All right. I ended up with thirteen out of sixteen correct. I'll take that, but only had two in the right place in the right seed. Now it's Houston and Purdue. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how, how did we do overall in the one seeds? I had Houston and Purdue. My okay. other two were Tennessee and UCLA. UCLA was a two, Tennessee's a four. You had Houston, you had Purdue, you had Bama, and you had Kansas. So actually, you had all four of your number ones, just none oh, of them wow. in the bracket. Not bad. Yeah, so all in all, hey, you know, we're we're good enough to have a free podcast that you guys can listen to. How's that? There you go. Guaranteed winners or the rest of the season's free. Free. (laughs) Let's start with the South, where the number one overall seed is Alabama. 
how, how how much do you think that hurt the NCA, considering the whole Brandon Miller situation, that they had to make Alabama number one? Probably a decent little bit. I mean, and, and the whole, you know, Alabama's a football school. They're not a basketball school, you know. Do we really got to do it? They kind of left with no choice the way it wound up breaking out. Does is Houston the overall number one if they win Sunday? Hmm. I, I just wonder if that would have. I don't think so. Uh, just because I, I said from the very start they wouldn't make a non-power five or six yeah. school the number one overall seed. They just won't do it, and that's Houston. I was shocked that they put Houston as number one in the Midwest and, and moved Kansas out. I figure they'd ignore the fact that Kansas got beat by 20 by Texas in the tournament final and still give Kansas the number two seed. Hell, there were people talking that Kansas deserved number one after they lost to Texas. A lot of respect here for Houston. Like I said, I, I think there was an argument to be made that you know they, they could have been the overall one if they had won uh, the American final. But the fact that, that they're up above Purdue and Kansas and, and Texas is, I think, that's a committee giving them some respect there. So oh, it we'll, definitely we'll, is. We'll see how it plays out. But I think Bama's the right, the, the unfortunately, the right decision here. And if, you know, if the committee was really mad at Bama, though, they could have given them a little bit of a tougher draw here. I'm If I'm Bama, I'm bouncing off the walls right now. Look at that draw. I, it, that's totally manageable. Oh, totally manageable. It's probably the weakest draw of the four, which I guess is what you get when you're the number one seed. Well, in theory, you should have the weakest number two. I don't know if Arizona would be the weakest two. You look at it, and maybe, maybe. But then the toughest. But then you're supposed to have the toughest three, and I think they got the weakest three too. Baylor is is sleepwalking into the tournament, and I think they got the weakest four. Well, they stockpiled everybody into the West. We'll get to that later. But, yeah. my God, I, there's probably five national title contenders in the West alone. Bama got a cushy draw. Bama got a, a definitely got a cushy draw. And two of the most dangerous teams in, in, on, on their side of the bracket play each other in the first round. <laughs> so, Bama will play the winner of Texas A&M Corpus Christi and Southeast Missouri State. Southeast Missouri State, we talked about last week, they snuck their way in by winning the Ohio Valley Conference. Texas A&M Corpus Christi, I think, got a little screwed after they win the Southland. According to Ken Palm, they're the fifth worst team and should not be in the play-in. Howard should be in the play-in instead of them. But nonetheless, they've created one hell of a matchup because these two teams love to run and gun. The total right now started at 153. It's up to 156. I expect it to get possibly up to 158 by the time these guys play on Tuesday afternoon. Which means Bama's going to get to flex on them in the uh, in the first round game because they like to get up and down the court too. So that's good. Good for Bama. They'll get some reps. Get you know, get out there, get into a, a, a run and gun, which will get them ready for their their second round matchup. And by the way, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait until the very last minute of that opening round game and then bet the under. They let, let it inflate, absolutely. Assuming Bama does not get virginia or Maryland-Baltimore County. It ain't going to happen. They'll I meet promise the, you that. They're not going to happen. Huh? They'll meet the winner of Maryland and West Virginia. The Big Ten 
has six teams with seeds seven through ten. We said it was going to happen. I, you know, I'm kind of shocked there wasn't more that wound up in that uh, in that range. But but my general my general rule there'll be a few exceptions. My general rule here is going to be to pick against the Big Ten. So uh, yeah, uh, go Mountaineers. Oh yeah, I, when we get to Purdue, I, I'm I'm talking second round upset. Oh yeah, we'll we'll let's talk. We'll get to that region later. Yeah, Florida Atlantic got either Wichita State did or St. Mary's did depending on what you want to tell, mm. how you want to call it. Mm. But anyway, Maryland, West Virginia. Not sure. I'm hoping West Virginia can turn that into an entertaining game. I'm not much of a fan of Maryland. It'll be close. Don't know what to do with the game. Doesn't really matter because they're going to get run by Alabama in the second round. Yeah, I I, I think so. I, I, think, I think West Virginia could make it entertaining against Bama and maybe hang around for 30 minutes before Bama drops the hammer on them late and wins by 15 or 20. Yeah, West Virginia has the athleticism to hang around. I don't understand how Maryland is any good at all. They may not I be. agree. West Virginia is a two-point favorite in that game. I like the Nears. On the other side of that bracket, playing in Orlando... Virginia is the four seed against Furman, and immediately everybody's looking at this as a first-round upset. Yeah, it, it is, which is the scary part because when everybody dials in on, on one of these, it, it usually goes the other way. But it's really hard not to really like Furman here. Virginia has no shit business being a four seed. <laughs> no, they don't. And I'm, an, I, and I'm the, couple, I'm, I'm the resident ACC apologist here. Virginia has no no business being on the four line here. Furman's got some guys that uh, that won't be scared to be in this type of environment. They're going to have the crowd behind them just by hanging around for the first ten minutes, and uh, and, and it's going to be crazy. I like Furman a lot here. Uh, me too. And the line has stayed steady so far at five and a half. I'm I'm kind of impressed. I figured you know the the Joes would go in and just bet Furman immediately, regardless of what the line was. But it started out so short that I think it might stick around at five and a half, which to me makes it unplayable. I, I want a couple more points. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'd want a little bit more too. Especially, you know, Virginia's going to grind it down and minimize, minimize possessions anyway, which, again, works against them in this type of environment, but it also is going to deflate the overall, you know, spread of the game anyway, just because there's not as many possessions to go either way. Yeah, I, I, it's a stay. It's a stay away from the spread, but maybe th- maybe throw some money line on on Furman. Who knows? One more piece of evidence that the NCA hates mid majors. The five seed San Diego State takes on the twelve seed Charleston. I mean, come on! They deserved way better than a twelve, and they shouldn't be having to play San Diego State. They no, they shouldn't have to be playing San Diego State. The only glimmer of hope is that whichever team wins that game will definitely beat Virginia if Virginia survives Furman. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I think. Whoever wins, whoever wins this five twelve game, I, I think it's played Bama in the, in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, I've got the same thing. I've got the same thing there. It's gonna be a great game, but it shouldn't be a first round game. So you think Charleston should have been on, been on the eleven line? At least, 10? maybe even a ten. You look at some of these tens, and you tell me that Charleston would be favored against them, especially like Penn State. Come on. 
USC, I'm surprised USC made the tournament. Absolutely, I was a little surprised to see USC's name pop up on the list, but well, I knew they'd make it, but I figured they'd be in a play-in game. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I figured they'd be in a play-in game, and I didn't think Arizona State would make it. But, but, but again, like we said at the beginning, who do you? If those two teams aren't in, who who do you put in? Who who, who deserves to be in? Oklahoma State really deserve to be in? I mean, come on. That's just it. Oklahoma State really doesn't. Rutgers, after their injuries, doesn't. Um, which, is, which goes to our annual reminder that you do not need to expand the NCAA tournament field. The NCAA, the NCAA tournament field starts in your conference tournament. Yeah. Every year. Yeah, and the other two ones are Clemson and Oregon. I said all year that Oregon didn't deserve to be there. Clemson proved it by losing to Louisville. So, yeah, exactly. I guess Arizona State gets in by default. Exactly. On the other side of the South bracket, your number two is Arizona. They get Princeton. And, you know, most people will look at that and go, oh, here we go, battle of tempo, and Princeton's going to give Arizona all kinds of trouble, except Princeton hasn't played at a slow tempo for like the last three years, folks. Watch some basketball before March. Yeah, Arizona and Princeton, they'll get, they'll get up and down the court. Too much athleticism there, I think, for, for Arizona, though, at, at some point, they'll They'll, they'll take care of business there. Oh, yeah. I, I think they'll take care of business pretty easily. I, mean, I do, too. I, have you seen the total on this game? I have not. I, I have not seen a lot of lines at all. Again, I'm just, just, just getting back from the drink, so. How about 155? Oh, wow. See, that's what I'm saying. People would probably think, oh, what was it, like 132, 134? No, Princeton does not slow the ball down anymore. A lot of guys just betting the under on that just for the shit, just for, oh, just on, just on name brand alone. Exactly. And that's another, it opened at 55 and a half. It's down to 55 already. It might drop a couple more points and right before game time, I'll bet the over. Jump it. Yep. Arizona will meet the winner of Missouri and Utah state. That's going to be a really fun game. And here's another where the committee got it wrong. Because the 10 seed Utah State's a one point favorite over the seven seed Missouri. It's always fun to watch them blow the blow the seven ten games. Every now and then they'll do it with a six eleven game too, but it, it usually happens with the seven ten game where 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 they where they blow it. And I think Utah State Arizona will be a really fun matchup. I'm hoping that the that the that the Mountain West doesn't do me wrong like they did again like they did last year. And they make up for last year's uh, poor performance by by atoning for that. Utah State being uh, one of the targets here for me. I like Utah State here. They, they can shoot the rock. Well, I could see the Mountain West winning all four of their first-round games. I can, too. Uh, San Diego State over Charleston. Utah State over Missouri. We'll get to the others later. Boise State and Northwestern. And Nevada is in the play-in game against Arizona State. Yep. Four and O, oh, baby, right there. Great. That offset the 0 and 4, and then we're back to 500. That's fine. That works. Well, no, no. That gets them back to 500 with four teams still in the tournament. Yes, exactly. On the other side of that lower bracket, Baylor, as you mentioned, is your number three against number 14, Santa Barbara. I don't know what's going on with Baylor. They've looked like garbage for the last three weeks. Is, is Santa Barbara good enough to beat them? I'm not sure if they're good enough to beat them. They're fun, they're athletic, but they don't have the overall talent that Baylor does. That's um, the thing. Santa Barbara's one of those teams that makes highlight films, but then you look at the entire game and you realize that there was also 
twice as many bad highlights, you know, missed dunks, three-pointer with five guys in their face. Yeah, they just do stupid things, and they'll uh-huh. be stupid enough that they can't beat Baylor. Baylor plays stupid sometimes too, though, so you never know. Yeah, it's I, I just don't I don't quite see it, but I like whoever comes out of the other game here to beat Baylor. Well, one thing I'm really interested in before we get to that next game is those those games are being played in Denver at altitude, yep. and that that plays into my other game here. Oh, the Creighton-North Carolina State game? Yes, yep. Okay, well, it's number six, Creighton. Number 11, North Carolina State. Go for it. It's a bad, bad bad spot for NC State because DJ Burns ain't ready for the altitude. He's going to be on the oxygen like Hakeem was in in Albuquerque in 83. It's going to be the other way around. The oxygen's going to be on the state sideline. DJ Burns is going to be over there, uh, you know, sucking wind for, for 20 minutes, and, and they're not going to have their big guy inside. Creighton's just going to be too much. It's a bad matchup for State. Tecravion Smith and Jarkel Joyner are super fun guys to watch. This was a fun NC State team this year, but they got a tough draw having to go up to Denver against a really good Creighton team that had some spots throughout the season where they were you know like, what the hell's going on? But when this Creighton team's on, they're really good, and I think they're going to be too much for the Wolfies. And I hope they are too. I, I got a good draw with Creighton. I like them. Um, yeah, if you, that, if if you have a ticket, if you have a ticket on the Blue Jays, you have to like how the bracket fell. Oh yes. Oh yeah. yes. I have Creighton at thirty to one. Not bad. I will gladly take that. I also have Bama at fifty to one. That is my sweet spot. That's my unicorn mm. right there. Was getting Alabama at fifty to one back in November. Oh, ooh. After looking at the first round matchups, who do you have coming out of the South? Alabama's been playing with a little bit of fire over the past month, and they've been getting away with it. They they mailed in that game against A and M at the end of the season. They they showed that they were better than A and M in the SEC tournament final. But I think at some point somebody's going to get them. And I, 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 I've got a hunch that Bama does not make it out of the South region. Oh, oh, out of the South region. Okay. Yeah. So does anybody take them out before the, uh, before the Elite yeah. Eight? I, I think it's going to come down to Arizona or Creighton. And I don't, and I think that game's going to be fantastic. I've got Arizona and Creighton in the, in the bottom half. I think San Diego State gives Bama trouble in the Sweet 16, but Bama ultimately gets by and then either Arizona or Creighton pulls the upset in the uh, in the regional final. I'm leaning towards Arizona. I need to I, I need to sleep on another night to really feel good one way or the other. But I got Bama getting bounced in the regional final by by either Creighton or Arizona. Those are probably the three teams that I have in the South final. Yeah, that, that's for sure. I I can see Alabama having a real easy ride. Because Virginia will get knocked out, and even if Virginia is there, it'll be an easy game. That would actually be a fun game to see Alabama versus Virginia. I'm not sure, because I think Bama would beat them by 20. That's that's why, look, I get pleasure out of seeing Virginia get the pants pulled <laughs> okay. down. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's why I would I, I wanted to see what Alabama would do with that Virginia team. A Creighton-Arizona game would be just amazing. But don't be shocked if Utah State gives the Wildcats a lot of trouble in that second round. 
It won't be easy. It won't be easy for sure. Utah, like I said, Utah State's been really, really good over the last month and a half, and uh, and they can shoot the lights out. Let's head to the East, which will play the South in the Final Four. Your number one seed, Purdue, and I'm calling it right now. They lose in the second round. It doesn't matter whether it's to Memphis or Florida Atlantic. Either one of those teams will take out the Boilermakers. Oh, wow. God, you're even lower on the Big Ten than I am. I was giving Purdue at least one more round. Oh, you thought it Tennessee then? No. Or, or do you the think other Duke's going to do it? Let's talk. Let, let's just lay it on the table right now. I've been talking about it for three damn months, and I'm going to talk about it right now, all right? And if you can't tell, I'm a little fired up. If. Okay, just if, let me backtrack once you're done to get to the play-in game in this in this quadrant. If. Did you, you, you want to backtrack now before I start? Okay, sure. Why not? Remember, I, I've been talking about Fairleigh Dickinson possibly being a double-digit underdog in the playing <laughs> game. Well, yeah. I think the NCAA knew that was going to happen. They put them against the next worst team that made I noticed the field. That. 14-20, Texas Southern, the number eight seed in their, in their uh, conference, wins the tournament, and yet they're still a two-point favorite over Fairleigh Dickinson. This is not how the bracket's supposed to work. The, <laughs> you're not supposed to match the teams up like that. But, you know, the NCAA ah, gives a shit. We need it for TV. We need a good game for TV. So let's, you know, let's screw it. Either Texas A&M Corpus Christi or Southeast Missouri State would easily be about a five-point favorite over Texas Southern. Oh, yeah. By the way, Texas Southern, they beat number two Grambling in the SWAC final. They had a lot of injuries, but around December, January time, they finally got healthy toward the end of the year. They're actually a pretty decent team. And remember, they beat Arizona State early in the year. Good point. So now then, let's talk about Duke. Number five, they're playing number 12, Oral Roberts, in the first round. I'm going to go ahead and say it. That's the toughest draw that they have along the way. Like, compared to, compared to what the challenge should be, if I'm a Duke fan, which I'm obviously not, I'm like, you know what? God damn, that's a that's a bad draw in the first round. That's to, Oral Roberts, they've been there before. They've got upperclassmen. They will not be scared of the moment. I'm going to call it right now. Duke wins that game at the buzzer. Either they hit a bucket at the buzzer or they get a defensive stop at the buzzer. But it comes down, it comes down to the final play. The game will be undecided with 10 seconds left, but Duke's going to win. And then, what if we do, the rest of the draw? This lays out perfect for the Dukies. If if I'm if I'm a committee member who says, you know what, damn it, we need Duke in there to to to, to drive some ratings. How can we get him? How can we do this if they're a five seed? This is exactly the fucking bracket I would have given them. <laughs> because let, let, is, let's although, let's although, break it down. Let's break it down. Imagine the ratings for a Duke Tennessee game. When with five minutes left in the game, the score is twenty nine to twenty six. Well, that there's there's that. That is if Tennessee even makes it out of the first round. Oh, they'll make because, it out of the first round. You, you like Louisville? You mean Louisiana? Or Louisiana? Was <laughs> it Louisville's in the tournament? Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> pictures of baby doll. Lots I, I, of I, pictures I, of baby doll. 
I don't think I don't think Louisiana's got enough to to knock Tennessee off here. But but I've told you for two months that Tennessee was smoking mirrors and that they, they couldn't be trusted for anything. Duke Tennessee might have an over under of of, of one hundred ten. It, it's going to be a shit show. Tennessee ain't scaring nobody. Duke's got Duke's got the athleticism and and the length to really grind that Tennessee offense into the toilet. And then you got Purdue. And uh, Purdue beat Duke in uh, at the PK eighty out in Portland back in November. But Duke wasn't all the way healthy. Derek Lively's come along. I think Derek Lively against Zach Eady would be a fantastic matchup. And I think Lively is good enough to be able to give Edie problems and at least slow him down a little bit. And who else is who else is gonna beat you for Purdue? I don't know if anybody's out there. Duke's defense is I've been I've been very impressed with Duke's defense all season long, and they've only gotten better as the season's gone along. Here's the bonus. I told you if if you're laying out think how to set it up where Duke has the best draw, where's the East Regional being played at? Oh, Do you well, know? it's at Madison Square Garden. Duke's home court, for God's sake. So they've got the home court advantage against Purdue, and then whoever comes out of the bottom, which it's going to be a meat grinder. So, yeah, I'm going to say it. I got Duke in the Final Four coming out of this stupid oh, region. Oh, dear God. I'm calling it right now. And, the, and I told you months ago that this was going to happen. <laughs> Didn't I? you did. Karma in the Duke-Carolina rivalry oddly balances out very, very quickly. And for all the karma Carolina got last year, it comes back around to Duke this year. I don't know if Duke can finish the job. I'm not willing to go that far with this Duke team. But I honestly think Duke makes the Final Four out of this region. I'm not agreeing with you, but I think this region will get blown to hell. As I said, Purdue's going to lose in the second round. I don't care if it's Memphis or Florida Atlantic, but that is the 8-9 matchup in Columbus on Friday. That's going to be one outstanding basketball game. It's a good game. Memphis right now is a two-point favorite. Total is 153.5. It's going to be exciting, and it's the Friday night finale. Perfect. Looking forward to it. And I, I think Kendrick Davis, he's a hell of a player, and I think – the Memphis team has gelled. They're not just a bunch of athletic idiots like past years. They've learned how to play as a basketball team. The unfortunate thing is Florida Atlantic is really, really good. Yeah, FAU, FAU can go. But either way, the winner of that game is going to beat Purdue. One wow. way or another, they're going to find a way to contain Zach Eady and frustrate the rest of the Boilermakers enough that they're going to miss shots. And it doesn't matter. Edie can go for 30 and 20. The rest of the team won't be able to keep up with either Memphis or Florida Atlantic. Big boy statements. And then, unfortunately, yeah, if, well, I think Oral Roberts will beat Duke. But I can see Duke somehow pulling it out, and and there's probably a, a questionable referee's call, or even worse, a video overturn of an obvious oh, Jesus call. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be one of those things, or Duke will beat Tennessee like forty-two to forty-one, and then hopefully Memphis or Florida Atlantic beats Duke so that they don't get into the final four. Oral Roberts may beat Duke. They may absolutely beat Duke, but if Duke wins that game, they're going to the Final Four. I unfortunately could agree with you on that one. Although I really like Memphis, although I know I'm kind of jaded because, again, back in November, 100-1. to 
I don't think that ticket's going to cash, but I'm going to be entertained to see how far it goes because it could go all the way to the final four. It could lose in the first round. 100%. The bottom of the bracket's interesting. It is. Number two is Marquette. I'm very impressed that they got a number two. Nice job. Golf clap for the NCAA committee for that one. They're playing a lot of respect. To, a lot of respect to Marquette there. Yeah. And, and this is unfortunate. Two of the best small colleges, Vermont and Colgate got 15s against really good teams. That's surprised Colgate fell to a 15. Neither one of them are a 15. But then truthfully, you look and you look at the 14s and I'm not sure who you replace them with. The tournament's really deep on the bottom end. You get down in those 12, 13, 14, 15 seeds. Those are good basketball teams. I don't know if I put Santa Barbara and Kennesaw up that high. If I'd swap, if I'd swap, if I, if I'd swap Vermont and Colgate out, it'd be with it, it'd be with Santa Barbara and Kennesaw, I think. Okay, I mean that's always good. I mean, it, you know, everybody always complains. Oh, so and so shouldn't be there. Well, who are you going to put there? Thank you for the answer to a question. There you go. So once Marquette gets past Vermont, and they're an eleven-point favorite, they'll face the winner of Michigan State and USC. Here's two teams that I, I can't say Michigan State doesn't deserve to be in but they definitely don't deserve to be a seven. And I'm not sure USC deserves to be a 10. Marquette this game is garbage. should be able to cruise over both of these. This game is garbage. Because one, Michigan State, ah, whatever. USC, ah, what? it, there's always It seems like there's always a 7-10 game that, that winds up like this, where it's like, what, what the hell are these two? Why are these two teams squared off against each other? I'm, but I'm looking across the seven, you know, the seven ten lines everywhere else. Because usually they'll put two mid-majors against each other, which goes back to your, your San Diego State College of Charleston gimmick. You know, let's, let's, swap, let's swap USC and College of Charleston, I guess, here. But one thing to keep in mind here, the Michigan State-USC game is the first game of the day on Friday in Columbus. 12.15 Columbus time tip. That's an early tip time for Southern Cal. That is. Body clock warning, just saying. I didn't see that till just now. Yeah, that is that is definite body clock material. And I hate, I hate picking the Big Ten, but the body clock scares me. Michigan State right now is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. On the other side of that bracket, your number three, Here's another one that I'm not sure deserves it. Kansas State is your three playing number 14, Montana State. Kansas State, a three? I mean, I know they came out of the Big 12, but that seems awfully high for Kansas State. So, so, here, so here it goes. All right, you, you, you think they're high. Who are you swapping them with? Virginia, Indiana. Uh, Connecticut. Tennessee or, or Utah. That was that, and that was going to be that was that was going to be my my answer. So of course you swap that up, then you got to readjust because Marquette's the two. But you could do that though. It's it's bracketing principle. You, nothing's stopping us from fixing that. Yeah, when I saw when I saw, although the Baylor one was more stunning to me than than Kansas State was. I I would have thought that they would have uh, penalized. Well, Baylor and you can for, flip for Indiana there. You yeah you could yeah. Hell, it's probably going to turn out that if it's Creighton and Baylor in the second round, Creighton's going to be the favorite. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. So Kansas, even if Kansas, even I would say even if Kansas State is overseeded, I don't think they have any problems with Montana State, right? No, no. Okay. Big Sky was not much good this year, and the best team in the Big Sky, Eastern Washington, bounced out in the first round. 
They're yep. in the NIT. In what actually will be a pretty good game. When we come back from the break, we'll talk NIT and CBI. Those uh, the the Kansas State pot here. First round games in Greensboro. Well, I I, I mentioned if there if there was one other thing that Duke could ask for, they could they could get their first round games in Greensboro. That's like the only other thing. They're in Orlando. These Greensboro for all the ACC history that uh you know that that has has that that, that the Greensboro Coliseum has seen. Their first round games have uh they've got Kansas State, Kentucky, Xavier, and somebody and 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 uh Iowa State. That's who's in Greensboro. So w- way to perform ACC. Good job. <laughs> the six and eleven is Kentucky and Providence. That's a good game. It's a good game. It's probably about where Kentucky should be seated. I think they got yeah. a break because Providence is has not been playing well of late. At the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if Providence wins that ball game. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I Kentucky, Kentucky probably draws enough of a crowd over to Greensboro to to turn it blue, make it loud in there. We'll we'll see if Kentucky. There was a there was a, a tipping point for Kentucky in the middle of the season where it felt like their season was about to go off the rails, a la Carolinas. They weren't great down the stretch, but they they picked themselves off the mat a couple of times. They swept Tennessee, which sort of I think that sort of saved the season for them, and uh, and managed to managed to hang on down the stretch. They did lose uh, they did lose a couple of games to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt got screwed here. Van, Vandy should have been in the tournament. How about yeah, that? Yeah, okay, there you go. That's a good one. If I'm Marquette, I like my draw. I'm playing great basketball. I'm playing the best basketball we have all season long. I'm not scared of anybody on either on either side of this bracket. If I'm Marquette, I'm I'm thrilled right now. If I'm Duke, I'm thrilled right now. Purdue ought to be happy with their draw because again, it, it's it's not a it's not a, a it's it's not bad here. But I, I they're going to lose to Texas Southern. So there you go, right there. <laughs> so who you got That'd coming out of the East? I I think it's going to be Marquette and the winner of Memphis and Florida Atlantic. I got Duke over Marquette. Duke, oh dear God! They would, but but look, let, let me throw this. I think this I'm looking out. for a new co-host. Let let me throw this out there. If 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 they could if they could get Kentucky out of out of the second round, they get Kentucky in the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, watch out for the officiating conspiracy to make that Duke Kentucky regional final. Happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They'll put that Saturday night prime time Madison Square Garden. I think I think that's the Saturday. I think the I think that's the Saturday pod. They'd rather have it Sunday as the sixty minutes lead in, but I think it's I think it's Saturday. But yeah, they can put that Saturday night prime time and get a shit ton of viewers. Well, if you are a basketball referee and you just been handed a big wad of cash to make sure that Duke and Kentucky play each other, you might want to take a vacation pretty damn quickly. Who might you call? I, I, I'm looking for the first flight. To an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean, I'm hollering at our girl Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. All-inclusives, all major cruise lines, Disney, Universal, all that stuff. She can take care of it. If you need an awesome getaway, hit her up. She'll tell you everything you need to know about where you need to go, how you need to do it, when you need to do it, all this stuff. She does custom itineraries for you and your traveling crew. Leaves no stone unturned. Attention to details, top notch. WP Magic Journeys on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. If you need to get away, she'll take care of you. Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She makes the plans. You make the memories. There are two other tournaments going on, and only two this year. 
There is officially no basketball classic this year. The NIT. Pour one one out for the basketball classic. (laughs) Yeah, all, what, three years of it or whatever it was? Whatever. The NIT starts up on Tuesday. We already mentioned Oklahoma State, Oregon, Clemson, and Rutgers are your top four seeds. Anything that stands out to you here? No, I skimmed the bracket one time. I was like, yeah, went through, nah, nothing, nothing really much. Uh, did I see right that Oklahoma State is on the road for their first game? They are. Apparently their arena is already being used. So both Oklahoma State and Sam Houston are traveling to their lower-seeded opponents. Sam Houston's having to go to Santa Clara. Interesting. What else are you seeing here? Let's see. A couple games of note. Eastern Washington faces Washington State. Nice in-state rivalry there. Good regional game there. Yeah, it's on the it, it's it's on the U um, tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. Tuesday. New Mexico and Utah Valley might be fun. Uh, that's on the plus on Wednesday. On, on the West Virginia Sports Network. <laughs> yes, exactly. Vanderbilt is facing Yale, so Vandy got into the NIT. They uh, they got a tough first round opponent. That's on the U on Tuesday. Yeah, that's a tough draw for it. I I'm pulling for Vandy to win the turn. I want to see Stackhouse make a make a run here and, and and do some stuff. I want to see what North Texas can do. They they're going to face either probably Oklahoma State or Washington State in the second round, and I can see them giving a lot of trouble to either one of those teams. I was going to say, other than that, I'm, I'm I'm not seeing much here. Not a lot. Not a lot of meat on the bone. Oregon hosts UC Irvine, and that's uh, Wednesday on ESPN two. I'll guarantee you Oregon loses that game. <laughs> in the CBI, probably the biggest news is who's not in here. Detroit Mercy did not get a phone call from yes. the CBI. Uh, so Pete Maravich's son spent a whole lot of time on social media bitching and whining for no good reason. <laughs> Except that we all now know that Pete Maravich's son is a whiny bitch. It's still kind of, it, it would have been a little screwy if, if they'd gotten an invite and broke the record that way. Let, let's be real. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. It would have been, but you need not bitch about it until it happens. Good point. That's fair. I For those who didn't see it, I, I forget his name. Uh, it's like Jalen or something like that. Anyway, he came out, I swear it was on Saturday or Friday with this tirade on social media about how it was so wrong for the CBI to allow Detroit Mercy to play in, in the tournament. It's like, they haven't even asked them yet. <laughs> I think I'll be rooting for San Jose state there. And by the way, th- this tournament is in Daytona beach. It starts on March 18th and it finishes on March 22. It's just bang, bang real quick. It's on Flow Hoops for the first two rounds and then ESPN2 for the for the semifinals and final. Boom, boom, done. Okay, easy enough. So, uh, go Spartans. Well, Got to like San Jose State. Crazy George. Okay. All right. Back to the big tournament. Let's go to the Midwest. Houston gets the number one seed ahead of Kansas, and it was hilarious watching the talking heads on ESPN tell us how wrong that was. The Midwest Regional is in Kansas City, isn't it? Yes. That's, That's why they were I upset, thought. because Kansas didn't get its preferred treatment. It shouldn't have. 
shouldn't have. You're right. Yet yeah. somehow ESPN thought it was the whole most horrible. Or actually, no, it wasn't ESPN. It was CBS. Although ESPN probably had the same feed. It was the most horrible thing that's ever happened to Kansas in the world. I, I, I don't see it that way. And, you, and then my other thought was, well, they could have made Texas the one seed in the West and then put Kansas as the two here. But then that you're screwing the – I've seen this with my own eyes before. You're screwing the one seed by having to play a road game in the regional final, potentially. So, well, hell, so it, it, they're, they're going to kind of screw Houston because they're going to be playing a road game possibly against Auburn in Birmingham. In well, Birmingham. that's where I was kind of going with that. Now, I don't, I actually don't think it, that's going to wind up mattering, but you can't reward a, a lower seed like that with such a location advantage. I think that's going to be just enough to get Auburn over the hump against Iowa. By the way, Houston I actually do too. Northern Kentucky in the first round, they're a 19-point favorite. Uh, Marcus Sasser did not play in the final against Memphis. Yep. I think he was just sitting out as a precaution. He was able to walk off the court after that groin injury without a limp. I have a feeling it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. I hope that's the case because I, I don't want any excuses for, for Houston here. I want them to be at full strength. And they deserve to be at full strength to try to make a run here. If I'm Houston, I'm not thrilled about potentially having to play Auburn in Birmingham, but... At least it's Auburn. Well, the major- but here's the thing. The majority of the fans in attendance are going to be Bama fans. Oh! Because they're in the same pod. And it'll, it, it'll be the two-game doubleheader on Saturday. So, however it splits up, especially depending on the schedule, if the Bama, if the Bama game is early... And they and they play the Auburn. The Bama fans will probably hang around to cheer against Auburn. Good point. It's yeah. a good point. The Bama fans the Bama fans will show up to cheer against Auburn, especially if it's the later game. So just something to keep in mind. It won't be as much of a home court advantage as you think for Auburn. So I I, I think Houston's safe here. I'm not happy about it, but uh, it's not it's not enough to get into a tizzy about. On the other side of that bracket, your four thirteen is Indiana and Kent State. Your 5-12 is Miami of Florida and Drake. Both those games in Albany on Friday. My gut feeling was, wait, Kent's got a Big Ten team on the other side of their game here? Am I picking the flashes? Yeah. But I was like, do they have any answer for Trace Jackson Watkins? And the answer is no. So I'm taking the Hoosiers there. <laughs> well, and it's not just Trace. It's also uh, Hood Shafino, the freshman. That kid is yeah. alive. Indiana's got a lot of talent. I have a feeling it's going to be Indiana-Houston in that third round there. That'll be a yeah, hell of a matchup. See, because Houston can shut those guys down. Yeah. And that's the thing. When Sasser didn't start, the guy who replaced him, Jamal Shedd, is the conference defensive player of the year. I mean, that's how talented Houston is. Their sixth man is the defensive player of the year. So, so they can they can hit you a couple of different ways then. So they're all right. I'm torn with this Indiana Miami game because I have both of them on future tickets. I have Indiana at 30. I have Miami at 80. So yeah, you know who I'm rooting for, but I don't <laughs> think either one of them. Are, I at the same time I've laid off of Houston all year because they've been the favorite. So I, I hope I've got one good crack at Houston before uh, I might turn uh, turn heel and start rooting for them. I think my 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 ACC bias is going to nudge me 
to take Miami into the Sweet 16, but we'll see what happens. I got screwed by Miami last year by betting against them. I'm not doing that again this year. I'm sorry. On the other side of that bracket, the number two is Texas. They face 15 Colgate. See, and I think that's a bunch of crap. To, Colgate deserves a, a, a better draw than a than probably the best two seed in the uh, in the field. You, do you think Texas is the top two seed? Oh boy! You, Over probably, Marquette, Arizona, and UCLA. Probably just because of the Big Twelve pedigree. They they're battle tested where UCLA and Arizona really aren't. Marquette, yeah. I would actually think, would be the second best two behind Texas. Okay, well, if if that's the that's how the committee felt because they put the best they put Marquette as you say the best two with the with the the weakest number one based on the the way the seeding fell. But yeah, Col- Colgate deserved Colgate deserved to be playing Baylor, not Texas here. Come on. Okay, and putting Santa Barbara as a fifteen. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, Texas is a thirteen and a half point favorite in that game. And here's another one where everybody thinks about Colgate as a slow down Princeton style team. The total in this game is 147 and a half. That'd be a good game. I think Colgate can, can play with Texas. I don't think they can beat Texas, but I think they can they can push Texas um, into the second half here and make the Longhorns earn it. Could be a very interesting matchup in the second round. Texas could end up playing Texas A&M. Oh, but no, no, no. We we don't make matchups for television purposes. No, <laughs> we, we don't set the bracket up like that. Come on. Texas A&M is the 7 against Penn State, the 10. Frankly, this is a late game on Friday, or late game on Thursday. Boring. Yeah, that's we're not staying up late for that one. If you're on the East Coast, anyway, just say that. Shoot comments, not meant to be shoot comments. <laughs> but yeah, I think it would be very entertaining for Texas, Texas A&M to be forced to meet. It's not on the football field but at least it's on the basketball court. Yeah, it'll be super fun. I've got that happening because despite Penn State's best efforts to beat Purdue uh, Sunday afternoon, I, I'm not impressed with the Nittany Lions, and I'm betting against the Big Ten. Well, yeah, you have no reason to be impressed by Penn State because they almost beat a very poor Purdue team. There you go. Who's going to lose in the second round of the NCAA tournament? <laughs> to FAU or Memphis. <laughs> I got to figure out which one I'm rooting. I, I'm I'm just rooting that they both get through it healthy so they can beat Purdue. Exactly. On the bottom side of that Midwest bracket, it's your number three seed Xavier against Kennesaw State, making its first NCAA tournament appearance. Good story for Kennesaw, but do they have the the guys to beat Xavier? I'm not sure. They play a fun style of basketball. And they'll probably be fun for about 10 or 15 minutes. But that'll be about it. Either that or what might happen is Xavier will jump them at the very start, you know, like 20 to 4, something like that. And then Kennesaw will spend the rest of the game trying to get back into the game, probably get within single digits a couple times, and then Xavier just kicks their ass. So enough to hang around and make it semi-interesting. Enough to uh, enough to keep your eye on the other screen up there to see what happens, but never enough to really take your attention away. Exactly. Bet Xavier first half. It'll probably be about six and a half or seven. Okay. The full game is 11 and a half. So I might even get down to six. If you can get six, that's a great number. I just have a feeling Xavier's going to jump them early, 
and Kennesaw spend the rest of the game trying to get back within single digits. Sounds about right. The 6-11 game, Iowa State will be waiting the winner of Mississippi State and Pittsburgh in the 11-seed play-in game. I believe that one is on Wednesday. I think you're right on that. No, actually, that game's on Tuesday, which is odd, because that, that makes it a Tuesday-Friday set up. Both, both of the 11-seed play-in games wound up going to a Friday site. I don't know. That's the first time I think that's ever happened. Yeah, yeah, and, and as will the Texas Southern Fairland Dickinson game, the only play-in team to play on Thursday will be Texas A&M Corpus Christi and Southeast Missouri State. Which will be the first game played. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, Mississippi State and Pittsburgh, this is going to be an ugly game. The total is 133. I think this is a Mississippi State game, although there's a lot of talk about Chris Jans leaving. And if he, if that news breaks before Tuesday, you got to wonder how much Mississippi State's going to want to play. Fair point. And, and we'll see if Pitt has any fight left after just shit in the bed to end the season. They lost both games the last week of the ACC play. Duke just kicked the ever-loving hell out of them in the ACC tournament. Maybe they'll pick themselves off the mat and see what happens. I don't know. ACC bias, I'm taking Pitt. I have no idea what to think of this game. I, I don't think either team has anything for Iowa State on the other side. I think Mississippi State could make the Iowa State game really ugly. I, I just, I'm not a big fan of Iowa State. Haven't been all year and losing grill that that might be addition by subtraction, but I'm just not sure how Iowa state continues to win basketball games. Of course, I'm also not, I'm not sure, sure how Mississippi state wins basketball games. That's the whole thing. And, and I'm not totally sold on Xavier here. I have no idea what to think of coming out of this little pod here. Okay. So here's my big East bias. I think Xavier just wipes the floor with anybody. Oh, okay. And hell, it wouldn't surprise me. Because we've watched Texas A&M win games that they that nobody thinks they can win. I could see A&M beating Texas, and we have a Xavier-Texas A&M final in this region. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. And I go back to that. If I'm Houston, I, I, like, I like the draw here. Oh, yeah. The best team may not come out of the bottom of the bracket. No. And I think Houston can handle anybody here. It's a very easy bracket. Their defense is just so above everybody else in this set of six. Yeah. I'll call Houston and Xavier here. I'm not sold on any of these picks at all, but here's kind of where, here's kind of where I'm going with this. Chris Beard just got hired by Ole Miss because the SEC does this stuff, right? I would like for Texas to prove that Chris Beard is completely overrated and a waste of time (laughs) and come out of this region to go to the final four. I'm going to take Texas over Houston in a, in a classic regional final here in Kansas City. Uh, who, For no other reason than I think I think this bracket's going to be blown to smithereens. I, I, I think it just opens up for Houston and Texas. That's the way I think it happens. Who was it? John, John Beeline, right? Who took over the coaching job at Michigan right before the tournament, wins six games, and wins the NCAA title that, without ever winning. That was Steve record. Fisher. Steve Fisher. That was Steve Fisher, yeah. Did he take over for Beeline? Is that what it was? No, I don't... Who I don't remember who it was. Beeline came in two decades later. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'm yeah, getting old. You, you get to that. I can't, but I can't remember. I can't remember who he took over for. All right, let's head to the West, where Kansas, poor, poor Kansas, 
is the number one seed in the West, and they don't deserve it because they can't. They should always be in Kansas City. Oh, whine and cry. <laughs> they face Howard in the first round. I hope they. I hope they get beat by Howard. Not holding my breath there. I still think Kansas's best is better than everybody else's best. We'll see if it plays out. I think Arkansas could give them a run in the second round. Arkansas. I think it'd be a good. I think it'd be a good game. Yeah, Arkansas, I think it would absolutely be a good game. Arkansas faces Illinois in the eight nine game in Des Moines in the West. Uh, and if you notice, eight nines, Iowa, Maryland are eights, nines, Illinois. And then of course your your seven will get to Northwestern and Michigan State, and then your ten Penn State. Seven through ten is just loaded with Big Ten. Which means they ain't any good. They're not going to win any of those games. Under four and a half victories. Guarantee it. I love it. In fact, I haven't looked yet. Let me let me just check this. See what the monkeys in the truck can tell me if, if we have over-unders by conference yet. Monkeys in the truck, fill them in. Nope, we do not have win totals by conference yet. Bummer. Damn. So Kansas Howard... Winner faces Arkansas and Illinois. Bottom half of that bracket, your four is Connecticut. They play Iona, which is, again, going to be a really interesting game because there's talk of Rick Pitino going to St. John's and going to the Big East. That would be super cool if it happened. That's not an easy game for UConn. No. Pod's in Albany, so you're going to have a good you're gonna have a good crowd there for UConn and Iona. That's, that's good stuff. It's hard to pick, you know, pick against the favorites here. But I, I, Iona could give you some trouble. Yeah, they definitely can. Uh, they're a nine-point dog. That's a lot of points. I, I, that is a lot of points. I like Iona there. Not sure they can win, but I do like them to stay within single digits. I think they can keep it close, yeah. The winner of that game will face, you want to talk about somebody who got disrespected. St. Mary's is a five seed, and then they throw Virginia Commonwealth in as the 12, one of the hottest teams at the end of the year. VCU sweeps through the Atlantic 10, and they're given St. Mary's, St. Mary's who ought to be at least a four seed, and VCU should be at least an 11. No way they should be playing each other in the first round. Swap VCU and Providence, or I don't know. Oh, definitely the, the, you Providence. You got the whole, the whole yeah. playing gimmick, and uh, I, I don't know. You can't do Providence opposite to UConn. goes back into bracketing and all this stuff, but it gets whatever. You can fix it. Well, hell, just put um, St. Mary's and flip St. Mary's in Connecticut. Yeah, that works too. That also works. But no, we, you've got to have Patino against the Big East. You know, we've got to we've got to draw up some stuff. No, 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 no. We we don't we don't do this for television marketing. We don't do this for television at all. No, <laughs> none whatsoever. Um, of note, of note, that is the first game in Albany on Friday, but it is a later tip. It's it's a two p.m. tip in Albany, which is eleven eleven a.m. Pacific. So it's still early. It's not quite the body clock issues that USC will see, but just something to keep in mind for for St. Mary's. They they got screwed on the tip time here. Yeah, I, I think the boys from Moraga are they're nice kids. They're not going to stay out late. 11 a.m. tip for them, nah, not a, not a big deal. Where are, you, where are you going out late in Albany, New York? <laughs> Don't know, never been there, you tell me. They, they ain't a lot in Albany. How many times have we had to tell you? It's Spinal Tap, 
then puppet show. <laughs> On the bottom half of that bracket, your number two is UCLA. They will play the 15 seed Asheville. Asheville got anything for them? By the way, a good friend of ours wanted to let you know that uh, Asheville, North Carolina State, and Duke all made the tournament, and your Tar Heels didn't. And so? Who cares? You, you, know what happen, you know what happens when you're the, the first ever number one preseason ranked team to not make the tournament? There's a reason you're the preseason number one ranked team. That means you, you, you have clout. You have, it's all that stuff that comes along with being good and successful over a prolonged period of time. Just happens. So, shit happens. <laughs> UCLA has got a quasi-home game. They're at least in the same state. They're up in Sacramento. you got to take the opportunity to watch Drew Pember. This kid is yeah. fantastic. He's good enough to to make this an entertaining game and, and make UCLA work for it here. I agree, but unfortunately, he's the only guy on Asheville who could start for UCLA. Oh, or probably yeah. even break into the rotation. They'll try hard. It'll be a fun game. Pember will probably play lights out, and UCLA will still win by 20. About <laughs> 17. How about that? Let's see. What is the line on that? I think it's pretty close to 20. Uh, 17 and a half. Ah, look at that. I didn't even look at the line. UCLA will play the winner of Northwestern and Boise State. Northwestern, your seven seed. Boise State's been the favorite. Somehow Northwestern is now a one and a half point favorite. I like Boise here. I like Boise here too. And again, it's it's anti-Big Ten bias here, but... Uh, I, I think Boise's a glass year's NCAA loss. Personally, I think they're going to be extra fired up here. They will bring people down from Boise to Sacramento. And, and Northwestern, what do they bring to the table? Come on. Deegan Hart's going to go off. Boise wins. Yeah, Northwestern brings a lot of guts and determination, but not a lot of talent. You, you know what I hope they bring? I hope they bring the crying kid from five years ago back. <laughs> I want to see crying teenager guy. For Northwestern now, when Boise whips their ass. That's what I want to see. On the bottom half of this region, playing in Denver, number three Gonzaga against 14 Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon won't be affected by the altitude. I don't think it's going to matter, but this could be a race for 40 minutes. Yeah, that's a good, that's a fun matchup there. God, the Zags and Grand Canyon. That'll be, uh, that'll be super fun to, to watch them get up and down the court. I like if I'm the Zags, I'm looking at the bottom of my region here, and I'm like, hmm, things might be breaking nice here for the Zags. Uh, I don't know, man, because they've got a number six TCU team. That's going to be a hell of a ball game. F- fair, fair enough, but I, the the Zags seem to be peaking right now, and I I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I like the Zags out of the bottom of this region. I think I agree with you. Again, my eighty to one ticket on TCU says otherwise. Yeah, but. I think Mike Miles is still not quite 100%, and they just lost Eddie Lampkins, who's their big inside guy, their bruiser. Uh, Once again, social media, sometimes some people don't deserve to be on it. Did you see how this went down? I did not. Jamie Dixon and Eddie Lampkins' mom got into a social media war. I think it was on Instagram. Oh, Lord. And 
Jamie ripped Eddie and then his mom came out and in really poor grammar claimed that Eddie felt threatened by racial remarks said by Jamie Dixon, which I mean, true or not, her grammar was so poor that it made me actually get to Jamie Dixon's side of the argument. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, and it wasn't even like, you know, I'm typing with my thumbs, poor grammar. No, no, it was just poor English grammar. Altogether, gotcha. So Eddie Lampkins is not with TCU anymore. He's hitting the transfer portal. They will play the winner of the final play-in game, Arizona State and Nevada. That should be very entertaining since I will be up in Reno on uh, Tuesday night for that game. Actually, I think it's Wednesday. (coughs) There may be other people in Reno that night, too. Yeah, that's a Wednesday. Wednesday night in Reno. The casinos will be packed. That'll be a lot of fun. Nevada's a two-point dog. I can see them winning that game because, hey, Arizona State lost to Texas Southern this year. There you go. Yeah, I, I, again, I'm riding with the Mountain West. It, it, it's hard for me not to not to take the Mountain West again here. Arizona State, we're going to cheer against Bobby Hurley. Absolutely, it'll be fun. Mountain West is going 4-0 in the first rounds. I hope so. They'll, they will have more wins in the NCAA tournament than the Big Ten. There you go. There's the <laughs> bet to make. There's the bet to make, absolutely. So who do you have coming out of the West? I think they right the ship here. I think Kansas gets their heads back on right, despite their their location advantage or uh, disadvantage here. I'm, I'm going to take Kansas. I would like to see the Zags pull it off here, but my gut tells me that Kansas gets back to the Final Four. I've got Kansas over Gonzaga in the bottom half, the, in, in, the, uh, in the West region. I know this is a complete homer play, but I want to see, for the fourth time this season, St. Mary's and Gonzaga. That would be crazy. I'm here for it if it can happen. Sure, why not? This tournament is going to be so wacky. There's going to be so much shit going on. It would not surprise me if we see a West Coast Conference final in the West region. I've been saying it all year. I will say it one more time. This year is going to give us back what we lost in the COVID year. This is going to be absolutely tight games all throughout, upsets brewing, but great teams still getting to the final four, and we're going to have some kind of shocking finish. Which means my picks will be all... If that happens, my picks are going to be wrong because I'm taking... I'm taking a decent bit of chalk here, but so let's see. I'll go with I'll go with Gonzaga, Houston. That see that gives me a Kansas Texas rematch, and that can't happen. <laughs> uh, let's see. Gonzaga, Houston, Bama, and Memphis. Why not? Oh Jesus! God, look. Imagine a imagine me during a Creighton Duke Final Four game. <laughs> that would be a shit show. I'm not cheering for either of those jackasses. I'd have to cheer for Creighton. It'd be horrible. Just for that purpose alone. Well, hell, maybe that was part of the deal. Maybe that was part of my bargain with God last year. That for Carolina beating Shashevsky twice in March last year, I would have to, to, to deal with a Creighton-Duke Final Four game. It, it is. There it is. I've got Creighton, I've got Duke, 
It can't be Kansas and Texas on the other side, though. But it can't be chalk on the other side here. So, so oh, let, let's do this then. I, I'll do it. Creighton, Duke, Texas, and Gonzaga. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Okay, so who's that's what we're doing. Final and who's winning? Um, I, I think it's Texas over Arizona in the final. I'm going to take Texas. I, I like the story of them uh, getting rid of beer and then winning the title. Okay, I'm going with Gonzaga and Alabama with a rematch of that great 190 game that the Zags won in uh, back in uh, December. In Birmingham? And they won in Birmingham. Yeah, that's right. And, and because Gonzaga's kind of running under the radar, this is the year that Gonzaga wins the title. That's a great theory. That's a fantastic theory, by the way. Finally, you know, this is the year where Gonzaga was finally not the this big behemoth in the West Coast and and all this stuff. And eh, they're fine, but they're they're not you know they're not giant killers or anything like that. And this is the year they come. That's a, that's a, a a great angle. I like that a lot here. So there we are, sixty-seven games. You have our picks at least as of Monday afternoon, subject to change just, by Thursday. I just said te- I just said start. Texas over Arizona. I I, I just realized that I, I didn't take. I didn't take uh, Arizona coming out of the East. I was I was split between Arizona and Creighton. Shit. I don't know if I could take Duke or I'm taking Creighton. God damn it, Texas over Creighton. <laughs> At least you're not taking Duke. <laughs> Jeez, this is horrible. It's going to be a great tournament. We are 24 hours away from the first play-in games on Tuesday afternoon. Enjoy the tourney. I'm going to be in Reno. I've heard you might be there too. Rumors. They're, they're ru- unconfirmed rumors. I've got people at the airport on lookout. See what might happen. My, it, it, it might happen. We'll see. Dear God, the place might be on fire this week. It might be. We'll see. We'll come back on Monday. We'll find out who's left in the NCAA tournament. Plus, we'll talk some NIT and CBI. And who knows what else has happened at that point. But we'll come back on Monday for another look at the NCAA tournament on Sixth Year Seniors. Take us home. You just ended it. What the hell? What the hell left? The, what, oh, you got to do the usual thing. I mean, come on. You, you, you got to come up with, you know, three really wacko uh, combinations that have something in common with something we've been talking about. Oh, jeez. Let, 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 me, let me just try to run through it here. Trying to da, 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 da. for Dan for Danny Ainge, for Bryce Drew, and for uh and, and for the coach that fell off the fell off the scooter. Oh, Ron, Hart, what, uh, Ron Hunter. Ron Hunter. Yes. Ron Hunter. Yeah. The coach that's the best off the scooter as he will the coach that fell off the scooter. <laughs> that's the best producer in the business. Sound caps on Mikey Watson. We'll be back here next week to break down the Sweet Sixteen and God knows what else right here on Six Year Senior.